The views expressed in our podcast do not represent the views of all sorority organizations. You might even hear different viewpoints among MJ sorority team members featured. Real Talk intends to foster open dialogue about issues we see across the country that affect real women. And beyond these thoughts and recommendations, we would ultimately refer you back to local, state, and federal authorities, as well as your own sorority's rules and policies. While we intend to keep content light and informative, there may be insurance claims discussed that involve bodily injury and personal damage of a sensitive nature. Be aware that topics may be a bit graphic and even emotionally charged. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Real Talk with MJ Sorority, the voice of sorority risk management, where we talk about the big risks, small questions, and real challenges sorority women face today. MJ Sorority is the premier insurance agency for women's sororities. We are passionate about educating and empowering our clients. We believe that striving to be unique never stops, and that by promoting safe decisions and smart risks, we can continue to create spaces for women to grow, serve, and lead. I'm Sarah. And I'm Allison. Be sure to stick around for the end of the episode where we get into what we can't stop talking about, besides sorority risk management, of course. For now, let's dive into our conversation and let's get real. All right, we are back with our second event planning episode. I'm back here with Ruth Akers. Hello. Ruth is back. I'm back. This is Allison. We uh, are here in the sorority department, and it's November. What does that mean for our crew, Ruth? It's the holiday season. <laughs> I told you not to trust me. <laughs> I told her I would surprise her. Yeah. She said she trusted me. I do trust day. Ruth. I do trust her. <laughs> I trust you. You have a great singing voice. We all learned that this past week. Oh, yeah. I really do. <laughs> Um, yes, but with the holidays coming, it is truly Ruth's favorite time of year, and we will talk more about that later. But what else does the upcoming holidays mean for us on a daily basis? In the sorority world, it yeah. means that everyone's having events. Just constantly. Yes. They're trying to get them all in before the yes. semester ends, before the holidays come, before yep. the quarters end, whatever. Yes. Everybody wants to have their event before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Trying to get them in, trying to spend that that party budget. Yep. Yep. So that means we've got to get involved because when events happen, insurance. You want to invite us. You want to, yes. Well, first Remember. of all, yes, invite us, don't forget. But also, <laughs> you want to make sure, like we talked about in our last event planning episode, uh, you want to make sure that insurance is part of that conversation. And a huge piece of that that we're finding is a foreign concept to so many people, if you don't have to deal with it daily like we do, is this document called a Certificate of Insurance. So that's what we're here to talk about today, is Certificates of Insurance and proof of coverage and and what all of that means. So first of all, Ruth, what is a Certificate of Insurance? If you had to explain it just from scratch, what would you say? It's a really confusing, scary document. (laughs) That causes stress and angst. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> but it, I but mean, it, it really does. does. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it is really confusing to so many of the sorority clients that I speak with. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be confusing. Right. Um, it does require some level of detail. It's not generic. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Um, but it outlines the coverages that were purchased by your organization 
that's intended for you to provide to someone outside of your organization as proof of the coverage that you have in place. Right, right. So they are four other, you just said four outside organization. We sometimes call that a third party. What is a third party? So who are these third parties that are sometimes, or outside entity, we could say, okay, looking for coverage from us? Okay. What, what is that? A third party, can it can be a little confusing. So let's pretend you are a party to the contract and I am a party to the contract. We are both in this contract. Mm-hmm. A third party would be someone that is not a party to your contract. So let's say you're a party, I'm a party, and we have someone else that is going to provide alcohol, let's say. They're not a party to our contract, they would be a third party. Mm. Now where the confusion comes in sometimes, the organization will be a party to the contract and they believe that the other person that's involved in the contract is a third party and it can be mm-hmm. it can they can be a third party but in the case that we're talking about here most often we're asking for proof of coverage from whomever is asking for your proof of insurance gotcha does that make sense i think so so first of all the party we're talking about parties to contracts not the actual event a party correct correct <laughs> just to just to make sure we're all on the same page here and furthermore it sounds like it depends on what the contract says and what's going on with the event so there's a there can be a lot of entities or organizations or groups asking for coverage from one another with a given event correct correct that could be a venue asking for proof of coverage from you you could be asking for proof of coverage from another entity all that can be involved in in who all these additional entities or third parties are um, and also affect just certificates of insurance and who uh, yeah who's requesting proof of coverage and i wanted to just interject here quickly to the a certificate i thought you did an excellent job of defining it by the way oh thank um, you ruth's ruth's dictionary of what a certificate of insurance is <laughs> um but it i will be published it, it will be published forthcoming sale. yes yes forthcoming um <laughs> but i i wanted to add that the certificate itself is not your actual insurance policy it's not the certificate itself is not a contract it's not an endorsement it's it is not a magic license that gives you the ability to now do whatever you want because you've got coverage in your hands. It's truly meant as an, uh, in other words, for those that want to know what coverages an organization or entity has based on an insurable interest, it's a matter of information only. So the wording included is intended to be informative and it doesn't guarantee anything. But we try to do our absolute best because it's a matter of integrity of making sure that it's an accurate representation of the coverages provided by a given insurance agent or insurance carrier. So, for example, when we provide certificates of insurance, we're trying to make sure that they reflect your coverage, whether you are a sorority um, or when you're requesting proof of coverage from somebody else, they should be providing you uh, certificates that are accurate and reflect their coverage. But like you said, Ruth, there's not one size fits all. So yeah. it could have some stuff on it. It may include some coverages. It may not include everything. It's like we said, it's not the policy. It's not the insurance policy, which is like hundreds of pages. So it's not going to include every detail in there, but it's just a quick summary of what's going on. 
Correct. Is that fair to say? Yes. You've been doing this a lot longer than I have, so I want to make sure you're, you're keeping me, keeping me, <laughs> keeping me true, true to what's really going on here. Um, so when I think just to kind of zoom out, we work in the sorority world, um, but we know that insurance affects a lot of other things as well. So when would I need proof of insurance coverage in my daily life? Can you think of some examples? Well, have you ever been pulled over by the police while you're driving? I haven't. Well, of course I haven't. Uh, never. Just kidding. Uh, I was going to say, uh, maybe maybe once or twice, yes. Oh, Black Dahlia, she goes a little fast sometimes. <laughs> Her car, Ruth's car is named Black Dahlia, for, for those of you that um, <laughs> have not had the pleasure of getting to meet her. So, <laughs> Or if uh, you get a loan for a house or a car, mm-hmm. you're, you're always required to provide a proof of insurance or certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, registering your car, sometimes renting an apartment, mm-hmm. you're required to provide proof of renter's insurance. Right. Or in sorority world, mm-hmm. planning an event on behalf of your organization. Mm-hmm. Um, can you think of a time where yeah. I yeah, know this just sure. happened? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, and we were just talking about this. I actually have talked on a previous episode a little bit that I DJ on this side. That's my little side hustle. And recently had a venue ask for proof of coverage. So that was an opportunity for me to say, hey, I'm a small entrepreneurial business. I haven't totally been formalized yet, but I do need to have proof of coverage. If something happened at an event and either my equipment got damaged or someone tripped over one of my cords or something like that, I need to provide a document to that venue they're asking to make sure I'm covered as a vendor on their property. So I had to get proof of coverage, I bought a policy, and now I've got my own certificate for that. And I wanted her to be called DJ Alley Cat. Thumbs up if you like that. But did you do that, Allison? No. no of course not. <laughs> Thumbs up if you like that. It's a good one. It, it is. I've had lots of input on my DJ name and a lot of good input from the story department. <laughs> it was hard to choose. I'm just DJ Alley, by the way. That's how that turned out. But you can call me DJ Alley Cat okay. if you want, Ruth. I will. Okay, Alley Cat. What do we got going next? Yes. So when what I need proof of coverage as a sorority member, specifically in sorority settings, Oh, and I guess I, I had a comment out here too. But so before we get into events, which are Ruth's specialty, um, is event planning, I wanted to mention a few other times sorties might need proof of coverage beyond just events. So, and we can get into these further with more detail in later episodes, but times that I see it sometimes as a client executive working with house corporations and working with the national officers and staff um, is sometimes if someone rents a car on behalf of your organization, actually in that case you need an auto ID card rather than a full certificate of insurance. Um, when you're renting other equipment like copy machines, coffee machines, or renting equipment for an event, uh, sometimes that's when someone wants proof that you have coverage should you damage their equipment. When a bank requests it for a line on a sorority house, uh, or sorry, a lien on a sorority house, uh, when a university is verifying that the chapter is in good standing, it has adequate coverage. So sometimes I know you will have your, you encounter certificates when your university is saying, hey, we want proof that your sorority has coverage in order to m- remain in good standing at this university. And, um, you know, let me just interject here. We send those certificates to the university. We do. Each year at renewal, and they don't share. 
Yeah. They do not share. They'll scare you to death and say they don't have it. I know. Don't let them scare you. It really, truly, you have coverage. And, and that's part of the reason we want to get some of these, these messages out there is to say your national organization does a great job of, of getting adequate coverage for you. It's just a matter of getting the right documentation to the right place so that everyone knows and is on the same page that coverage is there. And like Ruth said, we, we already send those to your university. Sometimes they still make you come to us to get another copy of it directly. And they scare you and make you think that you don't have coverage and that you're going to not be recognized on the university anymore because it's a day late and all of this stuff. And, it's, so. and it goes for a year. So they, but I know they make you request these a couple times a year each semester it's yeah. not necessary but i know you have to follow yes you have to play their games yes so we do a lot of work around here trying to make sure that the right documentation goes to the right place at the right time try when to it's cut requested. out the, try to cut out all the extra work for you but oh yeah you know but it, you'll still be having we wanted to kind of start with there are it's just going to be different times in your life. You have to go hunt down a certificate of insurance, and we're happy to help you with that, especially when it comes to sorority event planning. So um, when we get into who's requesting proof of coverage from you as a sorority member, when you're planning an event, which third-party entities or groups other than your own organization might want to see proof of insurance coverage for an event, Ruth? Venues municipalities if you're renting um, a pavilion at a park that would be a municipality mm -hmm. I can guarantee there's a contract they will need a certificate um, vendors sometimes caterers bar services if you're doing um, like a ropes course or a skating event something like that typically they'll want to see proof of your insurance yep yep so, and I know we often, like every day, get people telling us that the person requesting is actually not an outside entity, but within their own organization that's insured, like from the sorority itself. So we'll have somebody come to us and say, well, the person requesting this certificate is actually my headquarters or my advisor. Why is that not the information that's helpful to us when we're trying to get you what you need, Ruth? Well... The policy is written on a national level, so your organization already knows that you have insurance. Um, I think where the confusion comes in, a lot of the a lot of organizations in your event planning uh, packets that you receive will say that you need to get a certificate of insurance. I think they mean a certificate of insurance from your vendor or venue, not from MJ. For your own insurance right that's really confusing and this happens 10 times a day right it's really confusing yeah they don't want proof that you have insurance they know you have insurance mm -hmm. they want to know that whoever you're doing business with has insurance right that's what we're trying to get down to is who's who's um, who's really asking for coverage and who should you be asking proof of coverage from as well, which we'll talk a little bit more about that later too. See, this isn't really that scary, right? It's not that bad, but yeah, I can see how yeah. this is confusing if you've never done it before and right. you're trying to figure out, wait, I have this checklist that says I need a certificate of insurance from, who do I go to? From this person, from that person? Um, so we're gonna kind of walk through the key parts needed to both issue a certificate and 
just once you get it, what the key parts on it are. You, don't, you do not need to understand every word on there, but we're just trying to give you a brief overview of, you know, when, it, when it, there's a new document that you've never seen before, just giving you a little perspective on what, what, what all is going on in that piece of paper. So, first of all, what do we need in order to help you get what you need on a certificate for your organization? What's the most important part, Ruth? The most important part is to give me the contract. Mm, the contract. The contract. Yes. Just like Sometimes. a part of the contract? Oh, no, I want all of it. Okay. I want all of it. Okay. And it may not say contract. And I, we went over this mm -hmm. in case you didn't listen to the part one. You really should. Yes. You should listen to it. Yeah, it's all, really the, good. All, the, all the parts. <laughs> no, it is good. Uh, it has a lot of good information in it, mm -hmm. but you really, we need the contract the entire contract, not just a little bit. And it might not say contract, it might say usage agreement, it might say terms and conditions. Sometimes they'll give you a usage agreement and inside the usage agreement it will say terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. So then you'll have to ask for that. So mm -hmm. I want the entire paperwork and anything in that paperwork that refers to any other paperwork. Mm -hmm. I want it all. Just because I love to read them. Oh, she loves it. <laughs> well, and, and we need to see that contract because it includes about all this stuff we're about to mention that's kind of be included on their certificate to make sure we get it accurate and correct. A lot of that's already in the contract. Right. So if you just get us the contract um, and the bare minimum information and just that, we can we can usually figure out what you need pretty pretty well. You don't need to be an expert in this. Right. So that's the key. But if you know, if you're not giving us the full picture, then we're going to be giving you something and you're going to come back and say, oh, no, the certificate's not for correct. And we don't have all the pieces of the puzzle. Right. You may have a venue that goes by the barn. That's, <laughs> that's the name that all the locals call it. I'm not a local. Mm -hmm. I don't know that the barn is really the big red barn on 8th Avenue. I, I don't know that. Right. So if I just issue a certificate, the barn, they're not going to accept it. Right. For sure. we got to get all the legal names correct and all of that is in a contract. So we were just going to do a quick little overview of, to me, kind of the five main pieces of a, of a certificate, both that you will see when, when you've given that contract to Ruth and she has processed a certificate for you for your event, your event, you will see all these pieces on there. And also, when you are requesting a certificate from another entity, and you're looking at it to say, huh, does this venue or does this vendor have adequate coverage? You'll see all these pieces on their certificate also, right? So the first is the insured. Um, this is who has the insurance policy in their name. So in our case, that would be your sorority. And often we will then list your chapter, your specific chapter and your chapter's physical address because that's what's on the insurance policy showing that you have coverage, not just your national organization, but that your chapter is included in that too. Correct. Anything else on the name insured that you think is important to, to hit on? No, I can't. It's, I just need all the, I just need to know which chapter yeah, and which organization. For sure. And we do care. We do know the Greek names of your chapters. So we care about that Greek name. Um, right. Not just that it's at the university of whatever, but exactly. your Greek chapter name is important. So we get that right. And then we also, that's in the top left of a certificate. And we can include in the show notes, maybe a link to a picture of a certificate. Sure. Just so, so people can kind of visualize this. 
but in the, the top left corner is the insured. The bottom left corner is the holder, the certificate holder. This is where we want to put who's requesting proof of coverage from you, not yourself, whose attention this certificate should go to. This is like putting an address on an envelope, right? It kind of it guarantees that the entities on there, it's, it's not necessarily saying that you have special privileges now because you're on a certificate right. and you're a holder. It's just showing you who this certificate's going to and who's interested in it. And your stamp on an envelope, our address on envelope, that's perfect because a lot of times if it's being mailed, that is where that yeah. will fold into an envelope and show through and is actually used for mailing purposes. So it is important to get that correct. Right. And that's why we need that legal entity's name and their address. And that's typically who goes in that corner. So that's what the holder is. The next section, which is kind of in the middle, is the lines of coverage that are shown. So this is depending, again, this depends on if you are providing proof of coverage or if an entity is providing it to you, will depend on what's listed. Now the main lines of coverage that we're looking for in terms of a sorority event are general liability coverage. It's typically gotta be on there somewhere. Liquor liability, if alcohol is being served, and auto liability if transportation is involved, automobile liability. So that would be like if you're working with a bus company to get to your venue safely and you request proof of coverage from them, they better darn well if they're a bus company have auto coverage somewhere there on it. Um, so that, that's the kind of coverages we're looking for. There's a bunch of other coverages that can be listed on there, but and we can get into how insurance coverages and all these different lines work on another day. But that's what's in the middle, and that's kind of the bread and butter, is what, certi- what coverages are really there and what are the limits. There'll often be a policy number listed there. And then it also shows policy dates. And these are the dates of the insurance policy. Insurance policies usually last about a year, sometimes different dates, but usually a year. Um, and sometimes you may be looking at a certificate that shows it's expired. That doesn't, just because the certificate in your hand is expired does not mean there's no coverage and everyone needs to panic. It might just mean you have an old certificate in your hand right. and you need an updated one, right? And I get a lot of expired certificates for venues because mm-hmm. the venue will have a certificate in their file and that's the one that they provide to everyone. They don't even think to get an updated one or don't even realize. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that their insurance is expired. Right. They might be, they might very well have insurance. You just need an updated version. Right. And same thing on our end. Just give us the benefit of the doubt that if the expiration date's coming up, we're probably working on updating those and getting new ones out for you. Right. Um, and we will, it, it's okay to follow up, but just know that we're probably working on that if it's expiring. Well, and another thing that might fit in here is if you have a certificate from a bar, for example, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't show liquor liability, that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have liquor liability. It means that they didn't put that on the certificate. Right. They should be able to have that certificate amended to show that if they have those coverages. Right. So if Ruth responds to your email and, and says something to that effect, just know that you can go back to them and copy her words to them and or and send that on to them and say, hey, this is what we're really looking for on right. here. Mm-hmm. And then finally, right under the sort of halfway, a little over halfway down the page, there's a description section. And this is where any entities or all those details Ruth mentioned that are so important in the contract, 
this is where we'll list and include wording that is important to whoever's requesting coverage from you. Sometimes this is adding them as an additional insured. Sometimes this is a waiver of subrogation. There's all sorts of different wording we can include there. And usually, if this is event specific, we'll include the event date to show this is for this event. That way everyone feels good that, you know, this we're showing you proof of coverage for a whole policy year, but it does apply for this specific event. Correct, and this is another place where it's really important that I have the contract. I know earlier this week, this description, many venues are very specific and mm -hmm. picky about the description, mm -hmm. and I issued the same certificate for Times. Oh my gosh. Because the description, they kept making little changes, little changes, mm -hmm. little changes, uh, adding different things. And if I had the whole contract, it would have been a lot easier. She could have gotten it right the first right. time. Yeah. So help us help you. Just send us the contract. We can take care of a lot of the rest. Yep. Um, but those are sort of the main pieces, the insured, the holder, the lines of coverage listed in the middle, the policy dates which are important because it tells you if it's expired or not, the certificate itself, and then the description to match any of the requirements um, that are being stated contractually. So those, those us, that's, I think we covered just in a nutshell, everything about certificates you need to know, at least from a high level. Are you still afraid? I, I'm not as afraid. I feel like I, feel like I can look at any certificate that's now right. and know what's going on. Um, and, and, and we'll get into this, but like we said, if, if you ever get a certificate and you don't know how to interpret it, we're happy to, to give it a shot and at least tell you what it says or doesn't say right. and what more you can ask for. So don't be afraid and don't hesitate to send it to us to review. We are going to get into the portion of our episode now called Yay or Nay. Still talking about certificates, but just a few questions where Ruth can either respond yay or nay to. So the first question is, do I need a certificate of insurance to keep on file when my my organization's insurance policy renews. So if I know, for instance, we just, November just started. So if I know, oh, my sorority's policy or the certificate I have in my hand expires on 11-1, November 1st, do I need to follow up with MJ right away to get a new one or we don't have coverage? Nay. Nay. <laughs> Nay. Your organization will handle the renewal and you do not need to have a certificate on file for your organization that it's different from your car insurance your mm -hmm. homeowners or renters insurance mm -hmm. these certificates are all event specific they're processed on an event specific basis mm -hmm. and they contain specific information so having one on file is not necessary and really we have no way of processing a blank certificate for no. you just to have on file no it's kind of like writing a blank check like we right. want to know who it's going to so we can get all the details right, right. So my next question is, if I just send you, if, if I know I need a certificate for a specific event, um, and I just send you the parts of the contract I think are important, like the paragraph that says insurance in it, do you really still need the whole contract to review? If really all I need is a, is a certificate of insurance really quick? Nay. Okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I do get that real quick thing mm -hmm. all the time, but it's not always something I can do really quick. Mm -hmm. You know, like I referenced before, I issued the same certificate four times mm -hmm. because I just got the part that said insurance mm -hmm. and they need it really quick. Mm -hmm. So that is a perfect example of why I need the whole contract. Yep. And that all makes the sense attachments. To me. 
Yes, yeah, everything included. If it references addendum B, then we want to see addendum B. Uh, and I don't need your linens or anything no, like that. No, no. Your linen and your, your food menu. I mean, we'll review your food menu and give you input and say, you know, sure. you should have ordered a better appetizer. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we don't need to know that. Yeah. Don't get the liver. Well. <laughs> Gross. Um, if we, so, okay, if we're going to all this trouble to provide proof of coverage to others, and show that our organization has adequate insurance coverage, should we also be checking the coverages of other groups we're working with before using them too? Would, and would this be in the form of a certificate of insurance? Yay! Yes. We finally got a yay. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea to pro- provide this to us to review uh, along with the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not expected to be experts in reviewing proof of coverage. But we're pretty good, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we can help interpret what the venue or vendor sends to you and help you understand the coverages that they're trying to prove to you that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they have insurance, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to provide proof of insurance or certificate to you. Mm-hmm. Um, we work hard to provide proof of your sorority's insurance, and they really, if they have if they will not provide you proof of insurance, that would be a red flag. Yeah, but what if, what if I like know Joe who owns the bar and he just guarantees like I have coverage. I just do. I really need to give you proof of it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Tell them to put the certificate where their mouth is. You know, like put your money where your mouth is. Put yeah. the Certificate where your mouth is. Yeah. Same thing. Up. I like it. I I think it's a good motto to stick by. Well, it's just like it's okay. probably gonna go viral. Yeah, I hope so. That'll be the new hashtag that's trending. Put your certificate where your mouth is. <laughs> I like it. But it is, I mean, if, if you've got it, then there's no reason you can't show proof of it. Um, and that's what we work hard to do, like Ruth said, too. So if MJ has reviewed the contract and has indicated it is, it is acceptable and meets all insurance requirements from our standpoint, and the venue did not ask for a certificate, do... You still, or do I, in this situation, still need a certificate of insurance just in case? Well, I wanted to end this on a positive note and say yay, <laughs> but I'm going to say nay. Nay on this nay. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but the key here is that MJ reviewed the contract mm-hmm. because many times, again, there are re- insurance requirements that will require proof of coverage, but it doesn't blatantly say certificate of insurance. Gotcha. It will have other little key words in there that means they want a certificate or they want to contractually obligate you to insurance requirements so yeah and we we know how to look for those tricky little phrases in there so just send us the whole thing and we'll get you what you need correct hopefully that's that's the takeaway if nothing else today right send us the whole contract help we will interpret that certificate of insurance for you Uh, but hopefully this at least gives you a better idea of what a certificate of insurance is why that is the proof of coverage form document that we deal with the most um yeah and what to do with that so and let's, hopefully you're not afraid and scared of insurance yeah don't it be might afraid. be kind of boring but it's <laughs> not scary yeah ruth ruth keeps things not boring around here <laughs> we try. appreciate that we appreciate <laughs> that for sure so let's get into our last segment called what we can't stop talking about besides insurance um and it was it was pointed out to me uh, by my team that I had skipped this part for myself in a couple episodes. So I'm not going to skip myself this time. So 
Um, one thing that I've been talking about lately is Orange Theory, uh, which is the gym that I go to, Orange Theory Fitness. I know that they have locations in a lot of different places, so um, I can't be the only listener out there that uses it as my gym. But we just had Halloween, which at Orange Theory, whose theme is orange, means that they kind of go all out and have something they call Hell Week, which just means that the workouts are really hard for a week leading up to Halloween. And if you go to at least five of the workshops or workouts, you get a t-shirt. And this year it glows in the dark, which was pretty cool. So I did earn that that t-shirt this year. I even went to a class in Denver when I was traveling there just to make sure I got my classes in. I, I'm, I'm really in it, but I am glad, I bring all this up to say I'm glad that Hell Week is over and it is now November and I, I get a little break from Orange City for a while. Well, good for you on your t-shirt. Allison, I couldn't, I, this sounds horrible though. I, something I <laughs> not your thing? To, I don't like exercise. Yeah, not, not, not Ruthie's thing. No, not much. my thing. No, mm-hmm. no. So what is something you can't stop talking about, Ruth? Well... It's only 48 days away for the most wonderful day of the year. And when is that? Christmas My birthday? Eve. Christmas oh. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Eve, of course. I know. And for all you haters that say, what about Thanksgiving? Well, that I'm thankful that it's only 48 more days till Christmas <laughs> Eve. And I also have to say, what about Halloween? Because I was decorated for, at Halloween too for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't skip holidays. No, she's I don't just skip, extra I, excited for Christmas. Right. I mean, at my house, if you come trick or treating, I will pass out a candy cane. I think I've mentioned that before. <laughs> because I do have my Christmas tree on Halloween. But you know, only forty-eight more days. Yeah, she's ready to go. So I'm going to change my name officially to Christina Noel Kringle. Christina Noel Kringle. I think that would be great. I think that's perfect. You've, you've thought about that. I have. I've given it some thought. <laughs> you have. I don't feel like you came up with that on the spot. That's, a, that's something you seriously considered. <laughs> that's a new one. I had not heard that before. I love it. I, I love it. <laughs> She's never going to do a podcast with me again. <laughs> not true. Not true. I am sure we'll be back soon with more event planning tidbits for you uh, because we know there's a lot that goes into it and a lot of questions that we get in our department about them. Ruth Ruth is really the most popular person in our department. She talks to most people every day. Oh my goodness. You, I'm turning, I'm blushing. <laughs> Thank you, Allison. Of course, of course. Well, y'all have a great rest of your November and, and almost Christmas. I know. Happy holidays. Love <laughs> you. Meet it. Bye. Thanks for joining us for Real Talk. We want to hear from you. If you have feedback, comments, or questions, send us an email at realtalk at mjsorority.com. Visit our website, mjsorority.com, to learn more about who we are, what we do, and explore our huge resource library. Check out the show notes from today's episode to dig a little deeper into the topics we discussed. This has been Real Talk with MJ Sorority. Be smart. Be safe. And we'll catch you next time.